Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! Hey guys, what happens when you put Thatch on an oil tanker? He plays laser tag. That's the, that's the answer. No, Thatch. You have a whalmer of a time. Welcome to the 195th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-host, Skaran, and Sublime. And we're here bringing you another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. Uh, it's a website community where we all hang out play Pokemon, so if this is your first time listening, welcome. And check out the website and all that cool stuff when you're done if you're still interested in more things. So, uh, yeah. Without further ado, though... I'm going to ask you guys the question that I ask every week. What have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Well, um, actually, uh, yesterday I went to our local game store here uh, and uh, played uh, some Pokemon with, for about three hours with uh, Viger. Uh, we like did the, the TCG. TCG or just the video game? Oh, TCG. We It was uh, my That's fairy deck versus his Earth Pulse deck. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, what about you, Sublime? I've had a very productive Pokemon week, actually. Um, so I finally caved and bought the other version of Oros that I didn't mm, have. I still have not done that. Um, I'm waiting for, like, a sale. Yeah, because I'm adult, and I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I Because I've always committed to just having one. Um, so I finished the story and the Delta episode, and I started Legendary um, Capturing, which is what I do. And I caught an awesome Thunderous with just exceptional IVs that's the right nature with hidden power ice, which I'm very happy about. And um, just very recently, I also captured two Landorus from both versions, now that I have both genies. Yeah. Um, so I am genied up for the VGC. Genied up. <laughs> very nice. That's, Those that's are good. all certainly very uh, good Pokemon to have, especially for the to- topic we're discussing today. Yeah. 
Definitely. Uh, myself, I haven't done much. My candidacy exam is, like, this Wednesday. So I've been doing lots of candidacy exam preparation. And, Which uh, makes complete sense. Uh, yes. Uh, because <laughs> Priorities. Priorities and stuff. Like, need to get my PhD and stuff. Uh, so I've been working on that. I mean, I've played a couple rounds of Showdown, but nothing major this week. Yeah. And but that it's good to do that just to like stay in like battling mood mm-hmm. to and own you know, your strategy. Yeah, strategic use it or lose it. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't I haven't done much lately. Uh this week though, it'll all be over, hopefully, if I pass. And uh I have a lot of stuff planned. I've already started moving some things in mo putting things in motion. So hopefully within like like hopefully September you guys are gonna be seeing a lot of new content other than just the podcast. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, I mean, I have I have a lot of ideas, and I've started moving things and putting things into motion already. Yeah. So hopefully, in like hopefully in September, you'll just start seeing the fruits of my ideas start to blossom. And yeah, you know, I I mean, the whole point of it is just to have more content. So like, you have the podcast that comes out on Monday, and then you'll have like a couple of YouTube videos throughout the week, and potentially another smaller podcast. Wow. Uh, a mini cast, might you say? Uh kinda sort of. Uh we're gonna start that off very slow. Um yeah. but now, now that the cat's out of the bag, I think it's fair to say that podcast will be about oil tankers, Thatch. Uh yeah, probably oil tankers. <laughs> Exclusively about oil tankers. Nothing Pokemon related. Uh, in fact it's just gonna be it's gonna be a radio drama of <laughs> my my adventures on my oil tanker in Lake Erie. Um, <laughs> but with the Puckle brand. With the Puckle brand, you know. It's going to, well, you're going to have recurring characters that you all know from the show. Yeah. Yes. No, that's not what it's about at all. It's it's definitely Pokemon-related content. Uh, uh, I have not, I'm not doing a reading of Fifty Shades of Grey either, as some people have requested. <laughs> um, and so uh, it, you'll, you'll see. You'll see, hopefully, in September what we're talking about and what we're trying to do. And if you like what we're doing, please let us know, because it's always great to hear from you guys when you when I like do something different, that you like it. That tells me to keep doing it, and uh, hopefully we can expand on a lot of new things that are going to be happening in the in the community and a lot of content that's coming out in the near future. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. definitely, uh, that's definitely where we're at right now. Uh, there's been a lot of cool Pokemon news this week, though, so we're going to flip gears. So, cue the epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in! And to the news. So in the news, uh, first off is the little green blob thing that was shown a few weeks ago in the uh, trailer for the movie after the Hoopa movie. Uh, Affectionately, we are referring to these green blob things as Larry's. As Reddit has taught us to do. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but more interestingly, these have come out in a uh, released Mega Evolution Act 4 trailer. Mega Evolution Act 4 is supposed to be the final of the series. Also, just yesterday, Saturday, we're recording this on Sunday, but tomorrow, when you re- listen to this, it'll be Monday. But on Saturday, they actually did the U.S. release of Act 3. Uh, so that's interesting. I didn't get to watch it. I want to, though. And uh, 
I'm also very disappointed that the Mega Blastoise, you know, didn't get to punch somebody in the face. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure that will be an eternal struggle. It's that's what part one was for. Huh? <laughs> I mean, Blastoise I'm... got to shine in part one, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it didn't get to punch anybody in the face. Oh, I it, see. It let off a really cool like Dragon Pulse, though, which was I'll give it that. That was pretty cool. But. Yeah. The uh, the punching of the face and then like the water gun from the cannon just didn't happen, yeah. and I really want that. I really want that. Like I could just imagine it, just like when uh when like in Origins Charizard punched Blastoise in the face at the end, yeah. and then Blastoise is just like, yeah, that's right. I want I want Blastoise to like punch somebody in the face, and then it and then it's just like, oh man, this sucks, and then boom, water, blasted off. You know, I don't know. That would be. I'm really. I really. That's like one of my dreams. It's gonna happen one day. But either way, back to the Larrys. Um, there are numerous uh, fan theories going on to. Oh what man, these there are. And uh, my favorite, my personal favorite, is that these. Because uh, you see five of them in the Mega Evolution trailer, is that either they're like suppressing Zygarde's energy, uh, because it says in its Pokédex that Zygarde like can unleash its full energy. And so, like, the form that we have of Zygarde isn't the final form, obviously. And so maybe taking the Larrys off of it somehow, like, they act as parasites. Or uh, Sublime was saying before we started the show, it's like a hive mind where you have set all five of them joining together to make one Zygarde or something like that. I really like that theory because if you look at Zygarde's design, mm -hmm. it has like those hexagons that look like a hive. Yeah, exactly. And then even the 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 Larrys also have hexagons on them, which is uh, more interesting, I think. So for it, it disappoints me because I thought this was like our first look at a Gen Seven Pokemon, and now I'm a little disappointed because these most definitely have something to do with Zygarde, mm. and I'm just I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little sad on the inside. But well, at the same time, I really don't want Gen 7 to happen right now. Well, it will uh, hopefully happen eventually. Oh, yeah. So it'll, pro it'll probably it happen. It will inevitably happen eventually. 20, 2017, 2018. I'm saying 2017 now. 2018 at the latest, you'll get Gen 7. When you got a cash cow, you don't stop milking it. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's, that's really interesting. Like, all the fan theories going around. Uh, these definitely have something to do with Zygarde now. It can't be denied, because I didn't expect them to show up in the Mega Evolution, like, special. And it's just like, yeah, these are in the Mega Evolution special now. Another important uh, piece of news is uh, the Shiny Rayquaza distribution mm -hmm. event going on right yes. now. That's going on, I believe it started on August 12th. Uh, and it's going until September 13th. I September think. 14th. 14th, 14th. Uh, August 12th to September 14th to actually, uh, um... It's to celebrate the release of Ancient Origins, the TCG uh, set, yeah. which uh, I haven't looked too much into <laughs> because it all happened during Candidacy, and so I'm really out of the loop on Ancient Origins. Uh, they, you know the packs look really Origins cool. They have really sublime? cool art. I do. Um, I only play the TCG online, but I opened about 10 packs of it, and mm -hmm. it's a really good set, especially from what I've heard talking to Lord Jashiro. Mm -hmm. Um, the star of the set is, uh, Hoopa EX, which has, um, mm -hmm. an ability sort of like the Shaman lets you draw till you have mm -hmm. six cards. This one lets you search your deck for three, three 
Pokemon EX and put them in your hand. They just sound Ooh, super overpowered and dumb. Really and sad. I kid you not, the first pack I opened, I got one. Oh, wow. Are, um, really this is a personal question I have. Are the Wonder Guard uh, Pokemon still going around? You know, like Suicune and... Uh, They're Singular? about to be rotated out, unless they've made any oh. after um, X and Y. I don't think so. Yeah, they've already been rotated out then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And did the rotation happen yet? I thought it was about to. Um, yeah. yeah, wait. What about... Pyroar does them. something with EX Pokemon, doesn't it? Um, Pyroar that... is evolutions. Uh, What? Um, Pyroar can't be damaged by basic Pokemon. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So um, you need an evolution to beat it. Mm-hmm. Which is what most EX Pokemon are, except for Mega Evolutions. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, there's also the release of, uh, Blue, Blue Shock and Red Flash. Uh, a new TCG set that's coming out in Japan. Those are starting to get leaked online, and they include new uh, Break Pokemon, which is, sounds like an interesting concept, but we don't know what they are yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, All uh, I know is that Zoroark Break is completely golden. Is it? Yes. yes. Oh, that's it, cool. And this is also a recycled mechanic, I believe, from like a bunch of years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I think, <sighs> or it was like either Break or like Level X. I, you know, I think you're right. I think hmm. that... I know that both of those have... Uh, well, I know Level X was used. I think I've heard of Break before. Yeah, I think should... it's a recycled mechanic. I mean, that's fine. I'm cool with recycled mechanics. They do that all the time. To keep things fresh. Just from, like, old cards to new cards. I uh, I personally am a big fan when they, like, reprint cards. Uh, like, they did that with the base set Me Charizard. Too. The base set Charizard mm-hmm. was reprinted, like, only a few years ago. And that was really cool. But, I mean, if they're going to recycle mechanics, go for it. I'm alright with it. I'm not mad. Well, um, from what I'm seeing, it's actually a new mechanic called Break Evolution. Mm-hmm. And the ones they've guaranteed so far, there's Zoroark, Chestnut, Golduck, um, there's Noivern, Raichu. Mm-hmm. And they all... It's not confirmed what Break Evolution is, but that's a thing. And they become... Solid gold whenever they do it. That's fine. Solid gold Pokemon are necessary. Yes, very much It's so. very necessary. Uh, <laughs> Emphasizing that gold version always was better than silver. <laughs> okay, that's that's a little bold. That's a little bold. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's mostly it for Pokemon general news that's going on right now. Um, Puckle news, the Summer League is just wrapped up. I'm not sure who won. Uh, not... As of yet, I think that's finishing up this week, so yeah. keep a lookout for that. And um, we are working on another tournament. Again, Canada Sea has prevented me from working on that. Uh, but Shamu and I do have another little uh, another tournament. I almost gave away what it was. Uh, <laughs> another tournament that's coming up uh, in the next month or two. It might start in October. It's going to be something along the lines of just how uh, casual it felt to do the... Um, the uh, VGC style tournament we did earlier yeah. this year, so it's just gonna be it's gonna be something small and casual. Uh, Summer League and the UTC are the things that we really devote our resources towards. Yeah, um, I'd actually like to make an announcement to uh, who won the first uh, trivia competition. Oh yeah, that's that right. Uh, first, tell everybody what the trivia competition is because some uh, people might not know about it. Well, uh, the trivia, the Puckle Trivia Challenge, is a now 
bi-weekly event that we have. Um, the winner who gets the most uh, questions correct after submitting them to the, the, the correct email will get a choice of three prizes. And they have to, there will always be 10 trivia questions. And um, if someone were to tie for the most correctly answered, then we do an RNG to determine who wins. Okay. Um, for this week, uh, the prizes were uh, either 10 TCG online card packs, uh, the choice of either a Spiro or a Weavile figurine, or um, I believe it was an online uh, Pokemon of some sort. I believe it was a, you know, it was a six IV ditto with a destiny knot. Hmm. And I'm not sure what our winner will choose because they haven't been announced yet, but the winner this week is Snag. So congratulations, Snag. Um, if anybody else is interested in participating in this competition, uh, it should, mm-hmm. then the second one should be posted by uh, the day that this uh, podcast is. Yeah. So come awesome and check sauce. that out. Awesome sauce. All right. So that's it for the news. So we're going to go do a short break, and we'll come right back at you with this week's topic. Hey, this is Misty, and I think you should sign up for the Puckle Podcast website if you haven't already. You can earn badges, make new friends, chat with me and other hosts of the podcast, and just talk about Pokemon. You should also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Tumblr to get your Puckle fix. If you haven't already, help us out by reviewing us on iTunes. And if you have time, send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, since fan emails make up a good chunk of our show. So join the Puckle community today. And on to the topic. Our topic today is we're gonna is uh, VGC archetypes, and this is something that we're gonna be talking about because Worlds is gonna be happening this weekend, and this is the fir- the last podcast we're recording before Worlds has happened, and the next one will be like probably before the final cut is done, and we won't even know who the VGC World Champion is or anything. So, without uh, further ado, I'm we're gonna let Sublime take it because he is our resident VGC expert. Yeah. And our uh, topic today is uh, VGC archetypes. Did you not listen to anything I just said? Yes, I, I, I'm leading on from that. <laughs> uh, now, what would you say the the primary VGC archetype is, Sublime? I would say overwhelmingly the most common archetype is just what we refer to as good stuff. Good stuff. Which and is sounds like an you could Oreo. equate it to like balanced in singles. I guess it's just like a really solid team that's meant to have an answer to anything you might come across. Mm-hmm. That uses it's, really effective Pokemon to win as many matches as possible. It's like oh. when we were talking about the singles format, and you had the, uh, and you have just like a balanced team, and yeah. it's not really an archetype. It's just something that it's like your bread and butter team. It's a very what would basic you say thing. are uh, some of the most common good stuff Pokemon? Mega Kangaskhan. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yep, the genies, mm-hmm. um, Landorus and Thunderous, not. Tornadus for Tornadus. Tornadus is actually decent in uh, in OU right now. Yes. Uh, yes, and you know, Tornadus is a former world champion. It won the world championship title in 2013, mm. but it requires its hidden ability to be useful in the VGC, which it does not currently have legally. Ah, uh, yes. that sucks. Yeah, um, it needs Defiant, and mm-hmm. um, because of the Pentagon rule, you can't get it currently. Yeah, the Pentagon, I mean, I'm thankful for the Pentagon rule. I am as well, but it's made a lot of things exciting. Mm -hmm. And, Uh, um, uh, oh, oh, I had it, I had it. (laughs) Um, oh, Salamence! Salamence. Mega Salamence. Yeah, remember, we 
can fit on all sorts of teams, but we, definitely good stuff. We really love Mega well. Salamence. Yes. I do. I was, never, uh, I was never butthurt about <laughs> Mega Salamence ever before in my life. At any kind of VGC experience I've had before. Uh, <laughs> Until Nationals. <laughs> Until Nationals when we went there, and Mega Salamence was everywhere. Here's what I'm going to say about Mega Salamence. Mega Salamence requires finesse to be effective with in a mm-hmm. way that Mega Kangaskhan does not. Oh, like, I you mean... can just slap Mega Kangaskhan on a team and it will perform really well. Yeah. That is not quite the same with Mega Salamence. Like, you need to mm-hmm. know what you're doing to be really successful with it. You know, I- I'm not really an expert in this subject, but I feel like there are some Pokemon that are just somewhat good stuff that you see sometimes, but are really good in their niche scenarios. Like, Ludicolo, maybe? Ludicolo um, is really interesting, because when yeah. you think of Ludicolo, you think of Rain, but especially during VGC 14, it experienced like a renaissance of success, and is now, um, I would say, prevalent enough to be seen on good stuff teams. You see it on non-Rain teams all the time, yeah. especially with an Assault Vest, because um, it offers fake-out support, so it doesn't need Protect. It counters Rain, um, it's real bulky with that assault vest on the special side and can recover with Giga Drain. And it has really good coverage between Ice Beam, Scald, and uh, Giga Drain. Oh, right. That's been very wow. interesting how popular it became mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. I think it's probably the Ice, ice Beam uh, coverage that really does it to a certain extent. Everybody, every team needs ice coverage. Yeah, you do, especially with Landorus being on, what was it on Nationals, like 72% of teams or something? Uh, Isn't that, like, an outrageous number? Um, it's really good. I mean, <laughs> it's just any, like the I, perfect VGC Pokemon. Yeah. It has Intimidate, it has an excellent attack stat to use what mm-hmm. it is. What considered by many the best move in the game is Rock Slide. Yes. Like, many people say Rock Slide is the best move in the game, and with a Choice Scarf, which is its most common set, although mm-hmm. a lot of people think it's overrated, I, you can get a lot of flinches. Yeah, I think I think the Choice Scarf, scarf set is probably the way to go. You could, Depending on what your team is and how it's That's, built, yeah. you can definitely get away with, like, Assault Vest. Uh, uh, assault Vest is good, um, Choice Band is good, mm-hmm. and Choice Scarf. Those are definitely the three most common yeah, sets. Yeah, and it, Choice Scarf is definitely most popular. And yeah, For I don't know. Reason. Like Landorus is just like it's just one of those. I don't think I've ever seen a Pokemon take over that much, uh, the VGC that much. I've seen like I went to uh, spoiler alert. Thatch went to the 2011 Nationals uh, with uh, I didn't actually compete. I was there. It was just like PuckleCon, except I just went with Sarge and App. And uh, what we were that was the year that they just started black and white. Yes. And so you could only use the 150 okay. or so black and white Pokemon. So obviously you saw lots of genies. Uh, incarnate forms did not exist back then. Nope, uh, which is the better... Uh, or, uh, forms, forms Incarnate forms existed, uh, which yes. was kind of nice, because you didn't, have to worry, you didn't see Lando, Lando T everywhere. But uh, <laughs> you, did see, you did see pretty much like every, like at least 50% of the teams were carrying Terrakian or Thunderous or what is it got? And or all of the above, or all of the above, like half the teams, <laughs> like there was, there was no like we were just so bored with it by the end because it was literally just all Terrakian all the time. Oh, and Amoongus. I'm oh Amoongus, sure yes, Amoongus was very popular as well. Um, I just feel like it's uh, it's kind of it kind of feels stale when there's like seventy percent of people using Landorus therein. 
Like, I, that's the case, but that doesn't mean there's not room for creativity. Oh, I'm not like, saying there isn't. And, I mean, maybe maybe it's just because there's there's so many more people playing now than there used to be. Mm-hmm. And maybe that, maybe maybe you're exactly right. That could be a problem, that there's just, like, there a lot more There's always room for creativity. I mean, there definitely is. Like, look at Seijun Park, who ran Pachizuru. Um, maybe this year there'll be something like Pachizuru to happen again. Somebody, it just needs to be somebody who can, like, innovate in the tier. And Somebody there almost always the is, yeah, um, because the thing about, and here's the secret to winning worlds, as many people as there are, like, they try to um, cover every possible um, mm-hmm. threat that you'll run, which allows people to develop strategies that they're not going to consider. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, well, why would you use that? That's not something you encounter, and that is, I think, very much in the vein of why Pachirizu was successful. I mean, th- there's people a lot of People have to cover so many things. Things they don't think, oh, let me cover Patchy Rizu as well. Well, it's, and you so have that's to, how you get things like that. Yeah, you have to, you have to really like to be good at Pokemon in general, I guess. Like to be, you know, ranked eighteen hundred on the showdown ladder for OU or something. Uh, this speaks just to Pokemon as a game. You need to understand the meta, right? You need mm-hmm. to understand what's good, why it's good, and be able to come up with your own ideas for how to counter that, and then step away from the Smogon set. And, or just the set that everybody's been using, and make your own, build your own, try to design yep. it. Make it's a lot of testing, obviously, uh, especially in Definitely. the beginning. But once you get the and hang tournaments, of it, it's much better. And big tournaments also tend to have slightly different meta games from the regular mm-hmm. meta game. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like uh, we're, like you can look at just the different teams that are used at every regionals competition. Or I think every... a really good example of it is what is doing well at the actual tournaments versus what is most successful on the um, showdown ladder. Or mm-hmm. what's the one you play on your 3DS as well? Uh, yeah, the battle spot. Battle spot. Yeah, the battle spot. Like you'll see, different Pokemon are most successful on the battle spot compared to mm-hmm. what does well at tournaments. I think I think it's very interesting that uh, I think I think it's much clearer to see what you need to do if you were to like actually look at the TCG scene. Because they're talking about decks, they're talking about cards, something that's a little bit more physical and manageable than just, like, ideas and strategies. And, I mean, there's still ideas and strategies, I'm not trying to, like, discount TCG players. Uh, but, like, the cards, it's just like, oh, this card, this these three cards together are, are like, really popular right now. And if you look at TCG, just the TCG, like, meta, it's very much uh, people just trying to adapt all the time. And that's what these tournaments are. It's people trying to adapt. And that's why I think VGC is really cool, because OU can become stale, because we might not get a game for a year and a half. So the meta might not shift up enough. But VGC refreshes every year. And so there's always, like, a fresh meta to learn. And everybody kind of gets put on equal footing to some extent. Yes. But yeah, uh, back to Team Archetypes. We should talk about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than good stuff, what would be probably the biggest archetype that you see in BGC? I would say the thing people are most aware of as an archetype other than good stuff would be Trick Room. It mm-hmm. definitely is far more popular and successful in the VGC than in any other format. Oh, totally. I imagine, like, Porygon 2 Reuniclus, maybe? I, I know. There's a lot really. of Reuniclus. Uh... I will say that both of those Pokemon have been used successfully. They are not especially common, however. Mm-hmm. Which, one, which one do you say is the most common Trick Room Center? Trick Room Setter, um, yeah. Cresselia probably still to oh, this day. Cresselia, that makes sense. I think mm. I think I've seen a lot of Slurpuff do it too. Uh, ghost types are also very common as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cop egregious. 
Yeah. I don't know about cough. Like, I'm sure it could. Jellicent is common. Jellicent. I can see Jellicent, yeah. Jellicent's, like, super bulky and can take a lot of hits from what's really, like, common in TCG or in the VGCs right now. It's, uh... Oh, and Gardevoir is actually um, very common with Trick Room now um, in a very specific type of team. You'd think that's too fast. Yeah, that's what I But if think. you're running a non-speed boosting nature and you don't put any speed EVs in it, and you're zero um, IVs. a lot of teams are cropping up right now. Is it like Mega Gardevoir? Yes, yes. Mega Gardevoir um, with Amoongus is extremely popular right now. Um, Interesting. And it's teams that can use Trick Room but don't have to. Mm-hmm. And they'll usually have Gardevoir as their trick room setter. That's interesting. That's actually that's very interesting. Let's see. Oh man, yeah, Mega Gardevoir is like really fast, even when it's slow. Even when it's slow, it's got like a 184 speed at level 100, obviously. So 94 speed at uh. Level so it's level 50. Level um, 50. Yeah, it's 94 speed. Is that with what nature? That's uh, that's with a negative nature, zero IVs, zero EVs. Okay. And that was 84 speed? 94. 94. I think that's pretty slow. Um, I mean, it's slow. I yeah, mean, it's, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't call it fast. Like, I would say you would use Trick Room against a team that is explicitly fast. Mm-hmm. I think, I think one thing to be said about Trick Room teams is that, it, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I believe that it's, uh, that you typically Trick Room, but you also run another strategy alongside it, just in case, like, mm-hmm. if you're playing another Trick Room team, that's not good news bears for you. And well, there's hard trick room, which is you will set up trick room. Your goal is to win with trick room, and mm-hmm. then there's trick room accommodated with other strategies. Yeah, I, I, precisely because of that. Just because you're going to run into other things. I mean, I would I would definitely not be able to run hard trick room, just because that's the kind of player I am. That's just me. I can't run hard trick room. Adaptability really seems to be a core focus in BGCs because you really don't know what you're going to face, right? Mm-hmm. But not the ability. Not oh, the ability. Not the ability. <laughs> adaptability. <laughs> oh man, that's that's really good. Um, after Trick Room, do you really see any prominent like weather? Maybe. We- definitely ret weather. Um, mm-hmm. all the weathers can be used in as yeah. the basis for a team. Well, hail. Hail has seen its s- small successes over time. Yeah. Uh, Paul. No, not Paul Chua. Um, Sage and Park. Um. Mm-hmm. Had an Aboma Snow at Worlds a couple years back, actually. Yeah. On his team, so don't discount Hail, even though it is definitely the weakest of the weathers. The weakest of the weather. Hail, but yeah. um, I think I think you see Rain's got a lot more abilities. That Rain's had a very good track record over the years, mm-hmm. as has Sand, and Sand is currently experiencing a lot of popularity. Really? With, How so? Um, there's actually a new. For, like a very specific form of sand that's been very successful recently called Japan Sand, mm-hmm. which uses a core of Scarf Tyranitar, mm-hmm. Excadrill, and Mega Salamence. Oh, okay. yeah, I think I saw some of those. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and uh, you can use Scarf Tar with Excadrill for like double fast rock slides from two Pokemon to score. That's insane. That would be insane, actually, yeah. And then you have like a Salamence with Hyper Voice, maybe? Um, I mean, Salamence can be physical or special or mixed, so you never know. I mean, that's know. the magic of Salamence. That is the magic of Salamence. Uh, I, I, I used to, <laughs> it's Puff the Magic Dragon. Uh, I just don't, I don't want to say it. I have Salamence stories, but they're from a they're from a time I'd like to not mention. Yes, mm-hmm. we uh, can we can leave Salamence behind for now. Yes. Um, what about uh, Sun? 
That's... Sun has seen a lot more success than it ever used to. Like, I remember back in 2013, mm-hmm. before Gen 6, where Ninetales was your sunsetter. And Sun made top eight at Germany Nationals, I believe. I think it was National, not Arena. Yeah. Um, with, like, one team. Um, but since Charizard got Mega Charizard Y, and nobody uses Mega Charizard X in the VGC, it's mm-hmm. a gimmick to use Mega Charizard X. Mega Charizard Y is the star. Um, he has a lot of archetypes based around him that are very sun-oriented. Um, Char- Mega Charizard Y plus Venusaur was a very common mm-hmm. core. It's not as effective as it used to be, because especially with this expanded format this year, there's a lot more that can deal with that pair. But it did receive a big boost in Cresselia and Terrakion. Cresselia works especially well with Charizard because it can spread paralysis, because Charizard is very notable for having an a good speed tier, but not an exceptional yeah. speed tier, and a lot of things that are dangerous to it outspeed it. So Cresselia can help with that with Icy Wind or mm-hmm. Thunder Wave, um, and Cresselia can use Moonlight in the Sun to recover two thirds of its HP at once. Hmm. So it's t- you know Moonlight. there's that synergy there. That's a beast. Moonlight. I understand. I mean, just I'm. It's, it's like, like Morning it's, Sun. I know. I, don't know I know. Why. But it's because uh, I, I'm pretty sure it came from, like, the Espeon and Umbreon in Gen 2. Yes. That's where the moves originated, and so they're just like, well, Umbreon's a dark type because the moon, and then it's just like, and then Espeon's a psychic type because the sun. And yeah, that was the explanation we got. Yeah. But you could basically slap together the core of a sun team with Mega Charizard Y, Venusaur, Cresselia, and Terrakion, and Weather Fillers. All very, very good. Yeah, and that correct, would be yeah. a very, um, I'd call that the standard sun archetype. It's hmm. not as strong as it used to be, but it's definitely viable. Um, in the sun category, do you ever see Mega Houndoom? No. All right, no, you do not. That is a powerful Pokemon, if you can set up It right. is extremely hard-hitting. Wait, are you talking about for sun? Yeah. Like, but but who's setting up the sun, set up, Um, I would probably use a trickster to set up sun in that, a uh, pr- prankster, sorry. Um, to set up Sun if I was using Mega Houndoom, but then there's the fact that it's just not automatic and it's less convenient. You've and, wasted it. You've wasted yeah. a move slot on yeah. Sunny Day, and I mean, that's not necessarily a wasted move slot, especially if you're countering other weather, yeah. other factors. But it's not relevant, I would say, unfortunately. Hmm. Well, um, is it possible we could discuss uh, Void Cats now? Oh my gosh, you're just like so obsessed with Void Cats ever since it like defeated you. Why don't you, you talk about Void Cats? Yeah, tell us what I'll Void Cats is, Scrunk. You know, you, you got it. Um, you actually, we faced uh, these guys, uh, Mr. Maximus and I, at the VGC Nationals. And um, you, you know, you remember their names, uh, Sublime? I know right. they're, they're pretty. They're pretty popular on Nugget Bridge. I could Bridge. look yeah. it up. I could look it up if you wanted, but you. Uh, it's not hard time. There's an article on Nugget Bridge about those them. Very good. They ended up winning the whole multi-battle tournament at VGCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and Void Cats is a, it's a very particular strategy, and the whole thing can go south if one mistake is made, but it's really hard to make that mistake unless the other player is expecting you to do it. And the trick is, is that you have a Lipard on your team with the move Assist, and it has some other supporting moves that it can use to help out your, your teammate, which we'll discuss later. And um, this Lipard uses Assist to call upon one move from a Smeargle, and that move is Dark Void. And with Prankster, Dark Void uh, 
puts the opponent team, po opposing team to sleep. And this, uh, my part is holding a wide lens for accuracy reasons. Um, the Smeargle also has holding a choice scarf. So if my part mm -hmm. is taken out by some point, by at some point, then it can come in and do Dark Void. And then the final Pokemon is an Amoongus, which uses no moves that can be called by assist. Mm -hmm. And that's on one side. And then on the other side, you just have a bunch of heavy hitters. It doesn't matter too much, but the big one is Mega Houndoom, actually, which is why I brought it up. And the first turn, it's uh, it's doing Nasty Plot, Nasty Plot, and then it's going to Heat Wave through basically the competition while your Pokemon are asleep. And that's the idea. That's interesting. I mean, I, I don't think it's actually used in VGCs like, at all. It'd be very difficult to, because Assist can pull from any other mm -hmm. move any of your teammates know. Yeah. And so the reason it was more effective uh -huh. in your doubles battle that you guys were playing is it was only stealing from one of the player's Pokemon yep. instead of both opponents. That's what it was. That that's is why, it why they did that. Yes, that's mm -hmm. why it worked in multi-battle infinitely more effectively than it would in the VGC. Mm -hmm. um, and you can pair it with any strong Pokemon. I know they picked Mega Houndoom for it, but it doesn't have to be yeah. Mega Houndoom. I mean, you could definitely do something else. The strategy can... is about the life earn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it's very gimmicky. Like, now that you know that it exists, like, next year you could probably, like, counter that pretty hard. Or just make it myself. <laughs> yeah. Also, actually, uh, Dark Void is a very interesting move to bring up in the VGC because it's legal, and... Um, I remember the last time I was on here, I was talking about how why certain event legendaries are banned for the sake of fairness. Mm -hmm. But Dark Void is the one move that you can use in the VGC that would require having an event Pokemon. Because mm -hmm. only, the only Pokemon that learns it is Darkrai. It's its signature move. And so you can teach it onto a Smeargle because of how Smeargle learns moves. But that's yeah. technically taking something that was only from an event into a non-event Pokemon. Into it's very, it's very interesting. And, and it's especially interesting because it used to be banned. Yeah. It did used to be banned, and now that they've unbanned it, a lot of people think, myself included, that it would probably be in the best interest of the format if they did ban it. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like, I don't know, it feels very, like, Spore's fine. Spore feels fine because Spore... Spore is absolutely fine. Uh, because it only targets one person mm -hmm. at a time, and so you can... You know, you can make it work out pretty well, but like Dark and grass Void, types are immune, and Dark Void's got would, like an insanely high accuracy. It's like getting it's it's uh it's higher than a hypnosis, it's like eighty percent. Yeah, it's higher than hypnosis, and it's I mean, it's, while it's not one hundred percent, it's still eighty percent. But like, it's very good accuracy, and, and it, the problem with it is it breaks past um a ton of things that it shouldn't be able to get past. Mm -hmm. Like it goes past wide guard. Mm -hmm. It goes no past. Reason. It goes past. Uh, yeah, it goes past wide guard. It's oh, like so there's just so many things that it goes substitute. Maybe. Yeah. It's a very problematic move. Um, however, mm -hmm. in the actual VGC, it's seen incredibly little solid success. Uh, it's just because Smeargle. I just feel like yeah, I mean, when you see Smeargle, you know it's coming. I mean, Smeargle can run anything, but you should expect it. Yes. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm waiting for uh some. Better it's snow a warning Pokemon, so we could get better hail teams out there. You mean Aurorus wasn't good enough for you? Okay, no. come on. <laughs> let's let's be, let's be real here. Okay, Poor you want Aurorus you want a Pokemon gosh. with a times four weakness to both steal and, and fighting. fighting? It's just like what were they? Why can't they give hail a break? I know. Uh huh. I mean, Aurorus is just—it's a cool design, but it's just not a useful Pokemon like at all. 
especially like with the amount of fighting type moves and the amount of like well steel type just became steel more type prominent. is even more prominent. Yeah, it became more prominent now that fairy types a thing, and it's just like yeah, I don't know now. I just don't know anymore. All right. Well, I think we've covered this. Unless you have anything else to say, Subline? About I don't know. Who, who do you think's gonna, wait? Who do you think's going to win worlds? Oh yeah. Oh, um, just just who who are you rooting for to win worlds? I year? am definitely rooting for Aaron Cybertron Zang. Cybertron Zang. Okay. Um, yeah, I like him. He has a nice attitude. He's a very nice. He's guy. got he's got the best attitude I think out of all of them. I I, I think I'll root for him too. A um, lot of Japanese players I used to root for are not there this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also rooting for Paul Chua. I do love Wolf Blick's creativity when he makes a good team. Um, so I am rooting for him as well. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of exceptional players to root for. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be watching the streams for that. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So that's it for this week's topic. We're going to go to the commercial break, and we'll be right back. Catch you guys on the flip flop. Are you craving some tasty tidbits of Tim Pole? Have you been dreaming of deli bird deli sandwiches? What about some of the softest slowpoke tails around? Well, head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse, where you can pick up all these items and more for $5.99 and higher. Also, check out our new Corsola Cola fountain drinks. They won't make your gums bleed. Head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse. Where if it moves, we'll serve it. Poke of the episode. And we're back. This week, our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number 471, Glaceon, the fresh snow Pokemon. By controlling its body heat, it can freeze the atmosphere around it to make a diamond dust blurry. I mean, so it, so it makes snow, and then it throws it in your face. Yeah. Um, Glaceon is... Well, uh, it has an interesting hairdo. I think its design is interesting. I like it better than Leafeon, but Sublime I like not. Leafeon's uh, design. I, I, I like Leafeon's design more. I like... It kind of, its tail reminds me of a beaver. Oh, yeah. And, uh... Yeah. But it's a dog. I'm okay with that. Why does everyone in the anime have to have a Glaceon? Everybody has an anime? <laughs> like, Cynthia has a Glaceon for no reason. That's probably And then true. May has a Glaceon? Like, okay, that uh, one makes sense, because May's, like, Eevee had to evolve, and they gave it Leafeon or Glaceon. They're like, which one's going to look cooler? And you know which one won the contest championship in Sinnoh that year? Which one? Leafeon. No way. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, Glaceon yeah, I does what kind of. Name was, but she had a Leafeon. Glaceon Oops. kind of gets the uh, shaft because it's uh it's an ice type first of all, which kind of sucks because that makes it weak to fighting type, which is incredibly common right now. Steel type, which is much more common now because of fairy types. Rock type, and like half of every team either has Rock Slide or Stone Edge, and then it's also weak to fire, which is. On some teams, not all, but yeah. on some. Uh, so I think you could say that even though this fresh snow Pokemon is fresh on the streets, it's not uh, sizzling in the streets. <laughs> what? Wait, 
Uh, either way, that well, was bad. its HP stat is awful, <laughs> to, coupled with that uh, its defense base one ten defense. It does have the one thirty special attack, but what's it gonna learn? Yes, and it has a sixty five base speed, which is that's bad. the reason it's bad. The ice is yeah. primarily mm. an incredibly offensive type, and it's and... too slow to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, it doesn't matter because if you can make it hail, then snow cloak will take over. Okay, but here's the thing: with <laughs> if you're making it hail, that means you have another ice type on your team yeah, I know. already. Oh my gosh! What about Klefki? <laughs> Klefki. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who can learn hail? There's a number number of people that can learn hail. I assume. But then you're using a move slot, which is like, ugh, Glaceon. Uh, you up. win the title of worst evolution. Right I, don't know. I think it's very tied with Leaf. Double team. <laughs> it does get it does get Ice Body as its hidden ability. Yes. Which is almost good, but you still need to make it. Which hail. is garbage as well, because Ice is a terrible defensive type. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But I don't want to like smash it too much. I mean, isn't it like an NU set or something like that? It's NU, I think, right now. It has to be. I'm pretty sure it's NU. And uh well, let me double check, but I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that Glaceon is NU. Let's see. yeah, it's NU, and, it, and uh, its defenses aren't bad. It's the third is in the wrong place, and it has a, oh my such gosh, a low HP they, stat that doesn't matter. They let it into PU, uh, which for all of you who are not very familiar with the Smogon laddering tiering system, PU is like as low as you can go. Yeah. Uh, all Pokemon in PU are in NU, or yeah, I guess that makes sense, but. Uh, PU is just, like, this special place reserved for, like, the most worthless of all Pokemon. And, uh, it's made the cut for PU. That's nice of it. Uh, yeah. The yeah. only sets that I can actually find for it, uh, would be, uh, Choice Specs with Ice Body. Modest, obviously. Uh, throw Ice Beam on it, because Ice Beam. <laughs> Shadow Ball, Hidden Power Ground, and then Baton Pass? What's the point of Baton Pass? The Switch. I guess to switch. Why don't you just switch? Uh, a slow switch can be beneficial at times. I guess. I guess to some extent. But yeah. yeah. So I... in spite of the fact that I think Glaceon is the worst of evolution objectively, it has had minor success before in the VGC because really a Blizzard off of that special attack stat will always hit and can do good damage. Interesting. Um. And you can actually capitalize on its low speed in a hail room team. Hmm, and you yeah. could either make it even slower with an iron ball, reducing its speed by half, or just make it spam blizzard with choice specs. Interesting. It saw, like, some mi- really, really minor success many years back. Like, I think before Gen 5 even. Hmm. That's interesting. But it happened. It, like, had sort of a moment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's alright. It's not great. Uh, let's see. I want to see if there's any... Uh, in. Oh, yes. There is a Glacian, Glaceon card right now within rotation. Uh, so let's take a look at this beautiful Glaceon card. Base 90 HP. Or just 90 HP. Not base 90. This is It's a Fury of Fist card. Um, so it's Glaceon. It, for one water energy, it will do Blizzard, which is 30 damage, and it does 10 damage to each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. Uh, for one water energy and two colorless energies, it, you get to do Ice Edge, which is 60 plus, mm-hmm. and you flip a coin, and if it heads, you get 30 more damage. 
So, I mean, it's not useless. No. You could probably um, do that. 30 for 1 is pretty good, especially if you're hitting the bench. Mm-hmm. So you could do something with that. I mean, it'd be something... I wouldn't be something like base your deck around, but it'd be something that you could, like, throw in a deck if you need some extra Pokemon or something. Um, and actually, the main evolutions just came back and are also all better. Mm-hmm. That's true. Aren't they? Are they in uh, Ancient Origins? They are. Yeah, um, Vaporeon, uh, Flareon, and Jolteon. That's ridiculous. Uh, I think they're all really good cards too. They're not like terrible. They are. Cards. They share their uh, typing with any Stage One Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, look into that. I guess maybe as well. Do look into that. Like, you can mm-hmm. make a deck around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So, that's it for Pokemon of the episode. Uh, as always, you can check out more Pokemon content like this uh, by going to PokemonPodcast.com. Sublime here writes an article every week on the VGC. Every other week. Every other week of the VGC We're going format. bi-weekly, yeah. Uh, because life. Yes. Yeah, of course. Jushiro writes up a TCG article. Viger writes up the news every week. And, uh... Uh, Mickey Panda also writes up an awesome uh, anime synopsis. Yep. And uh, at this time, we are currently looking for another uh, singles competitive writer. So if you're interested in doing that, go ahead and apply on the site. Wonderful. So yeah, check all those things out. It's going to be pretty cool. So without further ado, let's flip over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag. Our mailbag, as always, brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, if we find an email that we deem worthy enough, we will hand out the Green Tauros badge to that recipient. Uh, also, our mailbag question last week, which we ask everybody every week for those new listeners, we'll ask, uh, we'll ask a question to everybody. They'll send us an email responding to it. Uh, our mailbag question is, what are some of your favorite Pokemon to use in the VGC format? So, let's dig right on in. Ah, man, my my mouse just went crazy. There we go. So, our first one is from... uh, Tyrese. Tyrese. He does not give us a name other than that to call him. My favorite Pokemon to use has to be Prankster Meow. Meowstick. Male. It gets so many good moves that make use of the ability and help me out of a lot of tight situations. The thing was basically made for doubles. Another Pokemon I use often is Special Mega Salamence. I know it's not anything new to see, but it's hilarious when people try to burn it when it doesn't do anything. Hyper Voice just wrecks everything. It's almost unfair. Keyword almost. <laughs> almost unfair. It's unfair. It's right. pretty. It's pretty bad. All right. Okay, I think this is a mailbag. Is this a mailbag thatch? It is from Ethanator. I'm All very right. certain. I will uh, do this. I. Ethanator1903 challenge you to a VGC battle. It will be a double battle with only two Pokemon. I use Shuckle and Vivian. The reason I use that combo is because Shuckle can learn Earthquake. I use Earthquake with Shuckle after I withdraw and Accupressure. The boost in attack from Accupressure 
I'm guessing acupressure will boost attack at least once, should get enough bang in the earthquake, and boost the special defense and defense. Then I use a compound eyes, Vivian with hurricane, supersonic, sleep powder, and a wide lens. I get really good accuracy for those normally low accuracy moves. I hope you enjoy my combination. Oh, uh. one more thing. My shuckles item is a puckle flip-flop. An idea for an ep- PS, an idea for an episode could be a competitive battling for are you in your UU. Maybe even Little Cup. Thatch, hint, hint. Thanks for an epic podcast. Uh, I've <laughs> that been playing. Was fantastic. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Little Cup. Uh, I don't. Was that. Was that. Hmm? I, I'm Little still Cup? trying to. Like, is that actually a, a mailbag or an, like an invitation? No, that's a, that's a mailbag. That was like a characterized mailbag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a mailbag. Sounds like a good Taurus winner. <laughs> ah, I like it. I mean, a little but, cup episode yeah. wouldn't be bad because RU, NU, and UU aren't too terribly uh, different from doing OU. I've been trying to get uh, Thatch to do it for months now, Ethanator. RU, NU, and UU? Yeah. I mean, the problem is, I. Okay, so, like, I need to be, like, well versed in everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so, the problem is, I have to play some VGC so I can actually, like, participate in discussions with Sublime, even though he's You go far... become a physics doctor, and then we'll... And then, uh... We'll and hold so, the fort. At the same time, I also have to, like, I also have to, uh, learn... know OU to some extent. Uh, and so, like, so I spent a lot of time in OU, I spent a lot of time in VGC, and then Little Cup is kind of like my guilty pleasure, <laughs> because I, I really love Little Cup. I have a lot of fun playing Little Cup. Uh, the speed tiers for at least me are a lot easier to understand, and because I can, there aren't as many. There, well, there aren't as many. There's like six, and, and <laughs> it's, it's based on: Do you have a twenty speed stat? Do you have a nineteen speed stat? Do you have a seventeen speed stat? <laughs> yes. And uh, I mean, for me, I I do that, and I can like I can pick out a lot of things. Um, I'm so like. Uh, earlier this week, I was playing. Uh, I made an alt account just to see like how far I could go without losing, and I think I went like sixteen and zero in Little Cup. Ooh! And I mean, I can just I can just go in Little Cup. It's a blast. Uh, I've been working on several new teams, and I don't know. It's it's just a lot of fun. I find a lot of fun in that. Maybe we should do Little Cup. Maybe we should discuss it. Uh, but nobody else knows it but me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the problem is I haven't gotten too much into you or NU or like RU. If you I, do RU, have me on because that's like my favorite. I mean, I'd have to go play RU and like have a very significant amount of time in RU. Right. Uh, well, but like I, I could definitely do a little cup episode. I spent a lot of time, a lot of time uh, in little cup. Sublime, could you handle this one from Jester? Yeah, Jester here. With regards to my favorite VGC pokes, can I call them pokes? What about Mon? I kind of dislike both terms, all horde, hardcore, like, though, would never hate on those who partake. Oh, and tentacruels have been a favorite for, like, forever. It was one of my favorite win- um, game-winning mod back in red, as well as my first shiny. Congrats. Sadly, this guy's no longer with me, but I've had a blue and purple squid buddy in every game since then. He's probably not as good as some other tanky ubers, but tentacruels still a winner in my eyes. Drapion's on the flop side. Jester. That's the first one Drapion's on the flop side. I mean, it's getting kind of ridiculous. I don't I don't remember who started like the whole like doing things on the flop side, flip side or anything. Like I know Sick like I think I said it once, like way back in the day. And then wow. Sycamore picked up on it, and so then there's just been like a thing that we say. And then I don't know when it started in the emails as like a sign off. 
I refuse to do it. I've like I always it. say, don't wear socks with flip flops. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> know when it started. I honestly don't know when it started. That is hilarious. Although I actually disagree. <laughs> I'm joking, kind of. All right. So our next one is from. Uh, uh, I don't know what he wants us to call. Uh, oh, rule Jay. root special. Uh, okay. Well, howdy, Puckle Crew. This is your boy, Rule Root Special, coming at you from the deep woods of the Ver- Veridian Forest. Because <laughs> it's V-E-R. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Pokemon I like to use in competitive play, I ain't tried my hand at much. But when I have, I use the ones I really like. Electivire with Thunder Punch, Fire Punch, Ice Punch, and Cross Chop with an Expert Belt. Uh, you can make that Electivire better by not using Fire Punch and instead using Earthquake. That's shut up. <laughs> no, no, it's 100% true. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I thought about this. When he sent the email, when he sent the email, I was just like, I was just like, but Fire Punch doesn't do anything that Earthquake doesn't and that, like, the Electivire can't already do. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something Fire Punch would do. Fire Punch doesn't do, do anything unique. Uh, yeah, between your other coverage anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because like Fire Punch or Ice Punch and Thunder Punch have a, have a lot covered between them mm-hmm. and the same base power. Well, Thunder Punch has more because it's Electivire. Liar. Uh, but uh, Fire Punch doesn't really cover anything new, and you get an addition. You get to hit like Rock types, or well, you already hit Rock types super effective with Cross Chop. It's uh, what is it? It's not Steel types because Fire Punch does Steel types. It's but uh, you'd hit harder with Earthquake than with Fire Punch. Yeah, you definitely do. You definitely hit them harder, and you also do. Uh, there's one type I found. There was like one or two types or something that it covered a bit better. Oh, other electric types for one. Uh, uh, it does that, so it's just a little bit better. Fire Punch and poison is uh, huh? And poison. And poison. And poison. There you poison. go. That's it. And that's what you. That's you should run Earthquake. Just all I'm saying over Fire Punch. Okay. Uh, Azumarill with Surf, Play Rough, Ice Beam, and Bounce with a Shell Belt Bounce. That's interesting. Nice. I mean, I'm not even mad about Bounce, because Bounce is actually not a bad idea. Or even Fly. Like, I'm not 100% against those moves if I see them using competitive play. But I always have to have my favorite Pokemon, Umbreon, with Curse, Payback, Wish, and Last Resort with Leftovers. Well, that's all for now. Maybe you'll hear from me again. Probably the next time I can get these dang Pikachu to power my homemade mailbag machine. <laughs> Always wash your fruit. Rule root special. Whoa. <laughs> all right, so this next one's from Basket. I've got this one. Okay, this one gets kind of ridiculous, so try not to laugh. Okay. Howdy, 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 Puckle Peeps. It's that rascally basket again with another attempt at that elusive green Tauros badge. Comedy didn't work last time, so how about tragedy? After being defeated last week in my attempts for the green Tauros, I went into a deep, deep depression. Saddened as I was, I decided to drown my woes in fermented moo milk. All my money went towards that thick, creamy Miltank honey. My boss called my house on Tuesday to ask if I was okay and when he could expect me back at work. I didn't answer. I was out at the moo mart getting my moo-moo. My girlfriend called, saying she missed me and that she loved me, that she would wait for me to sort this mess out. I called her right back and told that two-time and hussy I don't didn't need her anymore. I'll get all the love I need from a Miltank nip. I texted her JK, a couple bottles of silly sauce later, but she must be have been on one of those moods, because she didn't want to talk to me. 
I'm not exactly sure why, but soon my friends and loved ones left me to the bitter hole of despair I had dug for myself. It took me waking up under a mill tank, wallowing in my own puke and fecal matter with one hand suc suction cup to another, and the other on a jury-rigged dust devil for me to see the error of my ways. At the end of my five-day bender, I found I had gained thirty extra pounds, as well as a debilitating case of adult-onset diabetes. <laughs> In life, there are ups and there are downs, puckle pals. Sometimes you gotta learn to rise above, like sweet mama basket always used to say, when life gives you shuckles, you make berry juice. To show you I'm a wiser man now for the experience, I want to extend to you and the other Puckalonians a trevenant branch to show you there's no hard feelings. So here's a recipe for the best damn non-alcoholic drink anybody could ask for. Mama basket's shuckleberry juice. Ingredients. One shuckle. Eight to ten berries of your choice. One industrial paint shaker. Instruction serves two to three. One, take your right hand and maintain a firm hold on the shell of your shuckle. Two, using your left index finger, force the shuckle's noodly appendages back into their respective holes one by one. Three, plug the aforementioned hole with one of your berries and step it through with a wine cord. Cord. Make sure the seal is airtight. Four, repeat steps two and three until all the shuckle's holes have been filled tighter than a waylord's beehole. I recognize using a hammer for its head, as shuckles are deathly afraid of the dark, and it will lock its vertebra in place, making the task nearly impossible without it. With the help of your large mallet, you can drive its vertebrae back into its shell like a nail into tissue paper. Don't be afraid to be forthful. With its base 230 in both defenses, it's highly unlikely it will suffer from more than a mild concussion. 5. Assuming the shuckle survives the blunt force trauma to its head, secure it tightly to the industrial strength paint shaker. Note, a shuckle only excretes its berry solvent when under extreme duress. It is a defense mechanism, and we want the shuckle to feel utterly defenseless. <laughs> the more terrified the shuckle is, the more solvent it will secrete. 6. Flip the switch to the on position and allow the machine to do its work. 7. Continue shaking the shuckle until it's lost all hope of survival. Then when you know all its tasty juices have been secreted, this can take up to 10 hours. So it's best to start it all night, and so you can have a fresh berry juice in the morning with your combios. Author's note, you might want to use a shuckle with the ability sturdy, as that will guarantee its survival for at least one more batch. Well, that's the recipe my mama gave me. I hope all you Pacalonians will find it useful. Basket. P.S. Viger. LOL. Your mom's iambic pentameter is all over the place. I have no idea what it's a reference to. I'm traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I was visualizing the shuckle. Oh man, uh, you've got this next it's one from the. It's gonna be hard to beat that one. Uh, you've got this next one from the pixelated youngster. Oh, I'm gonna just got it. Calm down. Oof, that was the most. Yeah, that was ridiculous. All right, drum roll, please. Coming to you live from his bedroom. He has a strange liking for shorts. He's the one-hit wonder breeder. It's the one, the only pixelated youngster. You are probably thinking, who's this guy? Well, I'd like to start this email off with an apology. Remember me, the troubled 12-year-old boy that used to send in emails every week before summer started? Well, sorry. I really wanted to get to know the community some more, but, well, let's just say this summer wasn't really a vacation for me. But now that I'm back on schedule, I plan to send in emails every week again. Before I move on, I've seen that you guys are often in the situation where, sorry if this is the wrong wording, you know about how Pokemon and other things are doing in your age group, but not exactly for younger audiences. 
like a couple of episodes ago, when you were thinking how Digimon is doing for kids now and days, this is something I can answer. Just to answer that question, believe it or not, Digimon is actually quite popular. I believe Kids it. nowadays are into Digimon Fusion. It's sad that people in my school know more about Digimon than Pokemon. Just letting you guys know. Game idea. Last week you guys were talking about um, Amiibo how, and how that would fit into Pokemon. That had me thinking, and here's what I came up with. In my young mind, Amiibo wouldn't be used in the main series Pokemon games, but a spin-off game of some sort. One idea I had is a revised version of the worst Super Smash Bros. mode ever. Smash Tour. Every time you clash together, you would enter a Pokemon battle, and that would be the game. That's just a quick idea. But where do Amiibo come in, you ask? Easy. You can make all 720 Pokemon into Amiibo. So what do you do? Megas! If you have a Pokemon capable of Mega Evolution that you're currently battling with, example Lucario, and then you tap a Mega Lucario Amiibo, he will Mega Evolve. Again, just a quick idea I had. Mailbag. I went back down to filthy casual status over summer, so I have no input on the mailbag. Sorry. Sad face. Um, well, Puckle, I would say sorry for the long email. Have a great week, and I can't wait for the next podcast. P.S. I'm waiting for that manga episode. P.S. P.P.S. Sorry for typos. I had to do this one on my Ooh. iPhone. Ooh, that is rough. Manga episode. That's what I want to do. That's a good idea. I it is so that. hard to type on your iPhone. Bless your heart, pixelated youngster. <laughs> Bless your heart. Alright, so this next one is from 8BitLoki. Hello, Thatch and co-host. My name is 8BitLoki, and this is my maiden voyage into the world of mailbags. I have been what you would call a silent listener for about the last year. I'm 24 years old, and I've been playing Pokemon since Red and Blue. I've tried a few different Pokemon podcasts, and allow me to be honest... None of them really hold any water when compared to Puckle. What does that mean, hold any water? They don't float your boat. They don't float your boat? They're not as efficient of buckets as Puckle. Uh, They do not plan to purchase an oil tanker. We are an efficient bucket. It is a smaller oil tanker than what you are looking at. (laughs) (laughs) I want to try and learn more about the competitive side of Pokemon and stumbled across you guys. Little did I know that I would not only find a good source of competitive material, but loads of other stuff that a more casual player would love as well. I have listened religiously, but never attempted to sign up for the website or any of that fun stuff. Well, now I am drowning in puckly goodness. Just collecting the few basic badges a noob like me can obtain has been strangely exhilarating. Not to mention the great articles, and now awesome trivia, along with the chat box, make this a truly great Pokemon community. As for the mailbag, I would have to say that in my limited experience, I have had some luck and a lot of fun running Bisharp and Chandelure. Bisharp is good for the obvious reasons, and Chandelure has a pretty good move pool with a very nice special attack. I know this core isn't winning worlds anytime soon, but they look so freaking cool, and I would love. I feel like they should be paired together. Well, that would be it for my first mailbag ever. I hope the trip was a success. God of Chaotic Flip-Flops. <laughs> I love these. I just don't understand. Like, it's just happening all the time, and I just <laughs> don't understand anymore. Like, I just, it's expected now. When somebody, like, co- like sends in an email for the first time, it's like, how are you going to make a Flip-Flops pun when you sign out? Uh, 8-Bit Loki, P.S., please let me know if y'all get that reference. Which reference? God of Chaotic Flip-Flops? Is that a reference? I, I mean- his name is 8-Bit Loki, and, like, Loki is a trickster god. Maybe um, that has something to do with maybe? it. Maybe? I don't know. Not entirely sure. Um, it's, a good, it's good. Maybe we'll think about that. Uh, right. You got this next one from, I guess, a new, no, another new guy. This is uh, oh, Sweet yeah. Chili Philly. Sweet Chili Philly. 
Hi, Puckle Crew and listeners. Sweet Chili Philly here. This is my first time emailing to the mailbag. I'm 23 and from Australia. I've been listening in for several months now, and your show really helps me fly through my workday and all my travel tri- trips. My favorite VGC Pokemon in this format are, is, are practically anything that counters main OP threats. Uh, Talonflame, Aegislash, Mega Kanga, Landorus, etc. Examples of my common users online on Battlespot include... Mega Venusaur, uh, White Herb Latios, Air Balloon Heatran, Leftovers Suicune, and my two other spots vary. I found Conkeldur does a really good job, and Bisharp, Mega Mywile, and sometimes even Azumarill and Klefki are awesome team additions. I love annoying people with bulky Pokemon or trolling strategies. Uh, Klefki, Gliscor. My fave Pokemon to use is Mega Venusaur. He just won't die, lol. I also suffer from the case of Talonflame phobia. Doesn't everybody? The genies can help with that. Yeah. I had an awesome idea for future competition that I'd like to run by the Puckle team. I really hate the overusage of legendary Pokemon and even some of the same Megas, i.e. Kangaskhan. Even I had to shove some on my team to make it usable. Uh, E.g. Teams with both genies seem to just overtake the meta. An idea to fix this would be to start a point system or salary cap to regulate Pokemon used. It may be difficult, but it makes things kind of cool. E.g., imagine your team has 20 points for a competition. A Pokemon like Landorus takes up 7 points or something crazy, so you can only use weak Pokemon to fill up points to fill your team without going over 20 points. Uh, this metagame consisting of points caps will also allow for a Uber Pokemon to be used, but with the expense of it taking up your cap. E.g. Lugia costs 9 points, almost half the cap, so you can only use weaker Pokemon to fill your team. I don't exactly know how the point system will work, but it could revolutionize Pokemon competition as we know it and give NU Pokemon a chance. Give Pokes a chance, peace and love, SCP. Fun fact. Uh, yeah. In the beginning of the VGC, you were allowed um, cover level mm-hmm. legendaries. You yeah. could have two on a team, so that's sort of similar to what he's saying. I, I'm like, assuming that's what's going to happen next year, to be completely honest. Hmm. Because you know they they try to change the they try to change the uh, meta every year, right? And so we didn't get a game this year. So when it flips to the 2016 VGC meta, it, I fe- have a feeling that it's going to be bring two legendaries. Because that's what they did in Gen Four as well. Like Gen, I guess Harkoltal Silver might have been the first. Well, it wasn't the first. It but... was a very long time ago. Yeah, we haven't done that in like five. Harkoltal Silver Silver is when it last happened, though. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened again this this upcoming year. It'd be kind of cool to see that happen because maybe that would be like the last time you'd see Landorus. Landorus would just go away. Or would it? I don't know. Maybe maybe Kyrim can come in and take it out or something like that. Fight me, Kyrim! <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. Every time I say Kyrim, I honestly can't not think of that, and it's awful. Available on Netflix. <laughs> and that makes me so sad. You've got this next one from, uh, I guess, Wizard Bear. Wizard Sublime. Bear. Yep. Howdy, hosts. This is my first time writing into the show, despite the fact that I have been listening for about 30 episodes worth of shows. I had a couple of questions slash thoughts about some Pokemon topics. The first is an idea for something like Red or Blue 2, where I thought it would be interesting if you played in the time of Gold and Silver when you had Blue as the gym leader for Viridian City and everything would be similar in this Kanto region as it was in Gold and Silver. Then, after proceeding to defeat the game, you would be allowed to venture into the Johto region. 
these are just some thoughts, but this is ideal to what I would like to see um, them be if they are ever to be produced. Second, and I know everyone may disagree with me, but Venusaur is by far superior to its counterparts, and I am quite upset that Charizard especially receives so much love from everyone. I'm not saying I want Venusaur to become like Charizard in the way we are filled up with him, but are there any Pokemon that you would like to see or think will become another Mon that gets shoved in our face? Crobat. Personally. <laughs> Crobat. <laughs> Scron loves his Crobat. Um, personally, That's I don't true. like seeing this happen as I appreciate variety. Um, as well, by the way, I enjoy the podcast very much, and I hope that it continues to grow and develop. You guys are going to be um, my favorite Pokemon news since I don't really keep up to date with that, and you guys are by far the best Pokemon podcast. So keep up the legendary status. Thank you very much for that. Oh, man. Am I like a Lugia? I'm a legendary Pokemon? Is that me? That's how I imagine myself when I look at my friends. I think they say a Lugia. Mm. <laughs> I'm a Ho-Oh. Well, you can go sit... Well, you're just a, well, you're either a turkey or a chicken. Until and... you become a doctor of physics, you're always going to be a croconaw. <laughs> <laughs> I I should, hopefully, within the next three days, have my master's. <laughs> we'll find out. Alright, Thatch, you got this next one. Yeah, I've got this next one from Link Lost Uke. Uh, greetings, Thatch and crew. Link Lost Uke here, chiming in with some added content for the podcast. It's my favorite Pokemon to use in the VGC. My favorite Pokemon in my short time of playing VGC would have to be Ferrothorn. I needed a bulky Pokemon to fill my team during the 2014 VGC season, and Ferrothorn tickled all the right boxes. Or tickled all the boxes. (laughs) He tickled them as well. Uh, It went from being my last pick Pokemon to being my favorite on the team. It worked really well defensively against common physical threats with Iron Barbs and Rocky Helmet, you can also dish out decent damage with Power Whip and Gyro Ball. Leech Seed also won many of the battles when Ferrothorn was my last man standing against one or two of my opponent's Pokemon. Ugh, I have not slept well. <laughs> Unfortunately, in the changes in the meta, mainly the, increase, the increased use of Heatran and Lando T, I found that Ferrothorn hasn't been as useful this year. That, and I wanted to try some new Pokemon. My favorite Pokemon to use during the current VGC season, however, has to be Hariyama. It is not the, it's not the most popular Pokemon in the format, and that's probably one of the reasons why I like using it. It also learns Fake Out and Faint, which can catch many people off guard. It is very satisfying when an opponent goes for a Protect expecting the Fake Out, only for me to Faint that Pokemon with, and then deal some serious damage with my other Pokemon. Well, that's it from me in what has been an uncharacteristically short email. I'll get back to breeding a Raichu for the Pikachu Cup, which is taking way too long for my liking. So until next time, Link Lost Uke out. Okay. And you've got this last one from Deroxas. All right. Now, I'm actually going... I understand his reference in the starting here, so I'm going to Uh, go... Oh, to California being in a drought? No, no, no. It's... All right. I I don't want to explain it because it will ruin ruin it for those who understand the reference. So I'm just going to do it. You face Deroxas, sweltering lord of the literally burning region. Okay. Some of you will actually get that. So California is on fire, and wildfire smoke filled the whole town and valley the other day. Over a hundred degrees, humid, and with a ton of smoke in the air out, it felt like actual hell out there yesterday. If you're ever unsure whether or not the grayness in the sky is smoke or not, check and see if the sidewalk is tinted red in the sun. If it is, it's fire. 
Speaking of horrible blistering heat, <laughs> I am so excited for the Pikachu Cup as I'm bringing a Sun Team. This meta is the weirdest thing, and it's an awesome atmosphere for gimmicks. Get ready for the Spec Solar Power Helping Hand Boosted Heliolisk Hyper Voice, boys. On topic, as someone who is moving away from 6v6 singles to focus on VGC for the first time, I am still searching for that sweet spot in teams of playstyles that I do best with. I really enjoy strong redirection alongside a setup mom. Mon like DD, Megamence, Bulky Volcarona, or Bulcarona is my favorite redirector to play, if only for the satisfaction of watching a Mega Kang fake it out it or lose a big chunk of health and burn itself on the flame body, immediately rendering it a non-factor. I want to try a Trick Room team, but I don't have a suitable Cresselia yet. Here's hoping my flip-flops don't melt. Duraxis. Wonderful. Okay, so that's it for the mailbag this week. Uh, before we move on, Green Taurus Badge, do we think anybody deserves it? Uh, and tell me why that person is Basket. Basket! <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, Basket, you win the Green Taurus Badge this week, by far. Yeah, uh, for real. Most so, uh, apply for that badge on the website, and it's all yours. Uh, next week, though, our mailbag question is, uh, after listening to, uh, the Pixelated Youngster, I do think it is time to do a manga episode. I've been rereading it. And I would definitely like to do that again. So we will definitely do a uh, manga episode on the red, blue, green, yellow manga next week. So send in an email about anything you like about them. Do you have you read the manga? Do you like it? What do you like about it? Uh, send that in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind we are only going to keep it to the red, blue, and yellow manga this time. Uh, that way I can do a couple of things: one, milk it, and uh, <laughs> two, uh, it'll give us more time to talk about the other chapters in uh, depth in the future. So, uh, without further ado, there are a number of things you can do to help support Puckle if you enjoy the show. First of all, you can go ahead and go to facebook.com slash pucklepodcast. You can like us, like our Facebook page. You can also find us at, on Twitter at pucklepodcast and follow us there. You can get all the news and updates that you need to know for Puckle. Uh, you can also go ahead and, uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Tumblr, which is, again, Puckle Podcast. Subscribe to the Puckle subreddit, which is just rpuckle. And you can also, if you have the time, review us on iTunes. Uh, even if you don't listen to us there, it is very helpful. It helps more people find us and helps our community grow. Uh, if you can review us on iTunes. And if you uh, have some money jingling in your pockets, uh, it would be great if you could donate it to us. Uh, we do put every cent of the money that we get uh, back into the community. And I'm looking to upgrade our website so we can do some bigger and better things in the near future. So, yeah, I um, think that's... Also, if you're looking to have some fun, uh, check out the trivia challenge that should be posted the same day as this podcast. Yeah, not e uh, on top of that as well, if you go to PucklePodcast.com in general, you can come to the chat, uh, hang out with a bunch of people. I know it's getting pretty busy now around about 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night, pretty much every day. So it's a cool place to go hang out, talk some Pokemon. I'm there occasionally. Uh, Shamu's there a lot. And it's a, it's a really good time. And hopefully in the near future, one of the things I'm implementing is a monthly uh, chat box meetup where I can guarantee you I'll be there. Yep. So uh, without further ado, though, I guess, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Scott. And I'm Sublime. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 